What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented filmmaker, Chris Lord. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, man. Uh, just talking to you before the podcast, Chris, uh, I was commending you on how supportive you've been uh, with my filmmaking career uh, ever since we kind of connected through social media. We have never met in person, but uh, that's the trend I get with a lot of guests on here. I've never met in person, but with the power of social media, we were able to connect uh, through the platform. And I've just seen you always like pop up on my notifications, like frequently liking my stories, like my content, um, just being a genuine supporter. So I really want to say now that I have you on the podcast, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being such a true fan. Man, you're most welcome, bro. I mean, awesome. you've been doing a lot of great stuff, stuff that inspires me, and I'm sure it inspires other filmmakers. So yeah. Of course. Thank you so much. That was very, very kind of you to say. Um, so like I said, I find it truly remarkable with regards to social media, you know, that it allows filmmakers and entrepreneurs like ourselves to broaden our network and uh, within the industry, right? Um, this is, I use this platform to leverage the context that I have to kind of seek out uh, potential opportunities with clients and future collaborators. And for the most part, really make some friends. And it's uh, allowed me to create this opportunity that uh, you and I are experiencing uh, in this moment. Um, so from familiarizing myself with your own content, I've come to respect uh, a mutual talent and a relentless work ethic that you possess for the craft as well. Like I know I was saying how much uh, I appreciated you uh, for being supportive of my filmmaking career, um, but you've also, you know, uh, got chops yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've been killing it. Uh, you've Thanks, been putting man. out a lot of really content. Yeah. It. For sure, for sure. I, I, I enjoy your your style. I'm always looking at, at filmmakers and what they can bring to the table. So uh, definitely uh, have my eyes on you for that. Um, but I'd like to know from you now, like, why did you pursue a career in cinema? And how did you make a breakthrough in the film industry? Yeah, so um, I got my inspiration from watching a TV show, um, The Vikings. So um, usually, I'm, I'm not, re- I'm not really interested in watching movies or or watching TV shows, right? But I do love a good, a real great story. So, watching a movie is one of my last options when I'm really bored. So one time I decided to watch Vikings because this friend of mine wanted me to like see it, right? So I watched it, but I couldn't stop, and I just binged watch it till the end. Oh wow! And the you know what? I forgot for a moment that it was actors acting these characters. They wow. brought the whole like they brought they put themselves into the story. They brought the story alive in such a way that I forgot that these are actors. Yeah, and I and I was like, wow, like I want to be able to tell stories like that, right? Yeah. So I decided that okay, I'm gonna do acting. So I decided I got into Toronto Film School, and then um, in the last year of our our of the year, right had a production and directing class mm-hmm. and we were asked to do um, a short film right that's okay. what i have on my uh a link yeah. to my bio. Yeah. your instagram right well which we'll my get instagram. into more yeah exactly right so um yeah that's what set it off for me acting i got into acting um then i had some experience with filmmaking from that class and yeah i'm, I'm still on that journey that's awesome. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, you know, what kind of position did you assume when you entered the industry? And I thought that was interesting, right? Like in your Instagram bio, it says actor, and you're saying it's based on your intrigue from Vikings and the fact that you can completely immerse yourself uh, into a character where the lines between reality and fantasy are blurred. Um, that, that's really uh, quite interesting. My first experience with that exactly. was, 
yeah, my, my first experience with that was uh, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight when I was 12 years old. I watched that because I've always watched movies growing up as a kid, right? Um, but I, that was probably one of the most impactful um, movie-going experiences for me um, from an artistic perspective, right? Because I started to understand like that this is a craft. Um, this isn't just entertainment. This isn't just a job. This is something that requires like skills, talent, intuition, and to achieve it is you have to be on another <laughs> on a very elite level. Um, and he, Heath Ledger did that beautifully. Yeah. Um, so that's what I can understand when you said that you were watching Vikings, you even forgot, like these were actors portraying uh, characters, right? Um, so that's the same effect that I kind of got. Um, now, why did you decide, you said you were an actor, right? Like you kind of pursued that. And now you're into this, uh, enrolled in the Toronto Film School to kind of like um, cultivate your skills. Why did you now like decide to expand um, your skill sets, your talents and move uh, over like to another discipline um, filmmaking. So, um, like I said, we had a class, our last class, um, part of the year. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, production and directing class. Okay. And for a moment when we started the, the class, I didn't know what to do. I had no clue. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm not really a fan of writing, but I had to. And then, um, so I, I got some experience in writing. I like that was my first one of my first intro, like introduction to writing as a as a screenwriter, right? Right. And so I did that, figured out what I needed to do to be to bring my short film alive. Right. And in that process, I almost felt like it was an entrepreneurial journey. I'm someone that loves entrepreneurship. Like right. I started, well, I had experience in um, photography mm -hmm. and a little bit in videography. So I just decided, okay, fine. Why don't I add that experience and, and bring it into filmmaking? Got it. And that the, the, the journey of bringing people together, actually writing a story, bringing people together to bring that story alive and then having other people to like help with the post-production and stuff was I loved it. It was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal experience. So what you weren't strenuous, wasn't strenuous on you at all. Eh? Like it was a smooth, like you enjoyed all the, all the aches and pains and trials and tribulations. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. But what happened yeah. after that was I got burnt out. I yeah. Shut, oh, bro. I was shut physically, mentally, that. emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't function within that moment. I wanted to do some more work, but I'm like, I'm tired. Like, and I don't even know how to go about doing another one because I, it, it does take a lot of time, a lot of energy. I do plan on doing some yeah. work in the future, but I think I needed to take that time to rest and um, just recuperate and get back to it. So yeah, I'm in that stage where I'm looking forward to jump, jumping right back into it. Awesome. Oh, so yeah. you've been on a hiatus, you're saying? Yeah. Still. Yeah. No, it happens, man. Like you also said you were in school, right? So yeah. would you say that also played a factor? In yeah. Taking you away from the creativity? Yeah. I was working. I had yeah. family. And I was like trying to juggle all of I was also part of an entrepreneur program at the same time. Yeah. So it was yeah. Like, I believe it, man. Life gets in the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why we can't beat ourselves up. But that's exactly. uh, the important thing is that you're self-aware, right? You're acknowledging that um, you were burnt out or you need to uh, kind of get back in the grind. Um, yeah. And you have the willingness to create. That's very vital. Uh, that's something that a lot of people might be missing on um, because they don't have that sense of purpose, right? 
yeah. uh, in Italian, we say the voglia. So like you really have that sense of kind of going after it and you what will get back on it. Voglia, we say voglia. in Italian voglia. Yeah, because I'm Italian. So that's yeah. something my mother always says, like sometimes when she can't articulate it, sometimes foreign words uh, are more descriptive, right? Than your own yeah. native language. Um, she says you have to have the voglia to do something, right? So uh, it's very important. And I'm like that too. I'm experiencing it. Like I'm not burnt out or anything. It's just, I know those periods of exhaustion, um, like coming back from a film festival the other day, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm grateful for the experience and everything like that. It's just like, you just have like those moments, like, cause people don't realize, um, even though I'm a creative person and this is what I want to do, like live it and breathe it. It takes a lot out of me. Like it's a lot of energy yep. and I'm also extremely self-critical. So like when I'm doing it, I don't just do it. And then I move on. Like it has to be right. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I have to feel good about it. You know, like mm -hmm. I have to feel confident. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person you were discussing, like mentioning kind of before the podcast about how long you've been doing videography, film directing, things like that, because mm -hmm. I shoot a lot of my content for clients. I'm very judgmental. It's like, did I get the right shot? How does it look? And I always prove myself wrong. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like to go through the process when you edit it and kind of get discover the voice of the project, right? Discover, like breathe life into it. You know what I mean? Like kind of figure out a cadence of it. So Anyway, I just wanted to say that you're not alone. <laughs> uh, um, other creators yeah. like myself, like we, yeah. we feel it. Um, but that's why we do this podcast, to be honest, man, is because like I share people's stories on the platform. Yeah. Um, but I also try to prove one vital message to the audience is we're all the same here, um, especially if you're a creative, we're all kind of like going on the same path. Um, so yeah, uh, kudos to you to, to kind of, uh, you know, develop that motivation and uh, repossess it. Um, but aside from your filmmaking ambitions, um, you've decided to pursue the creative venture of developing a podcast show of your own called yeah. That's a Wrap. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so I want to know from you, like what conversations and subject matters are discussed on this podcast and why did you decide to create such a platform? So it's still in the initial stages. I'm starting. I'm just okay. about starting it. Got it. Um, I've actually decided to change that. So I now changed, um, changed the name to uh, Blackra's Real Talk. Okay, nice podcast. And that'll be, um, we'll be talking about um, the creative social and financial barriers that um, people from cultural, diverse cultural backgrounds are facing, right? Yeah, of course. Because um, it's, it's, it is a great industry to be in, but it's a very challenging one. It, it, it requires a lot of creativity, a lot of yep. dedication, a lot of, you have to have the social capital you have tenacity. to have the funding as well. Tenacity, I mean, you can do it without right? the funding, but it makes it all better when you have funding, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, we'll be um, that the podcast will be discussing stuff around that. Yeah. Um, if that's the rap. I'm still using that. It's supposed to be. So now I'm thinking of it as a sequel to a movie idea that I have. It's called oh, Once You Go Black. Okay. You know, what's you black? Is it a comedy? Yeah. Like a dark comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, nice. Okay, awesome, awesome. That yeah. sounds funny as hell. Um, <laughs> no, man, that's that's great. And I'm lo I love that you um, are focused your attention on funding, right? Like that may yeah. that's a prevalent issue for, um, you know, that's something what you want the podcast to encapsulate. Uh, that's something that I've been struggling with at this point in my career um not struggling it's just a matter of like i have the ideas i have the resources i have the network but yeah. we really need that budget to make it go from good to great Absolutely. Um, i've been proving proving it to a lot of filmmakers and to myself that you really just need an impactful powerful story at the end of the day uh, something yeah. uh, potent enough to resonate with uh, the audience 
Yeah. But, I, but again, right. It's a double-edged sword. It's eventually you yeah. want to transition. You want to transcend, I should say, and become a better filmmaker. And you have to have your work look the part, you know, there's also a lot of things you want to do as a, as a storyteller uh, yeah. that a $2,000 budget cannot achieve. <laughs> so we have to be uh, mindful of that, right. Cognizant yeah. of that. Um, so I'm really happy that uh, it's in the developing stages. I kind of had a sense of that. I just wanted to know, like, if you've already started it, but um, great to hear that uh, its inception already has started. Um, Now, what have you, what has been your biggest uh, success or hardest challenges um, in the developing phase of this podcast? Um, The challenging, the challenging moments are always trying to bring the idea to reality. life into it right trying to get the people the the people that you need to help help you out bring it to life the way you envision it right um if it doesn't go exactly according to plan that's fine i mean you can always like be flexible enough to make sure that you get something that is just right like you said right there when you do a work you want to make sure that i mean you you criticize it but like you're always critiquing it, right? And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just right. You want to feel right about it, right? Yeah. And the audience as well like it; they enjoy it because it's actually for them. But you also want to feel like you're satisfied with the work you've done, right? Hundred percent. Um. So yeah, that's the most the challenging part is just putting um, bringing the pieces together and the people together because this is my first time and um usually when you don't really have the guidance or you haven't really done it it's yeah it's challenging that way um the good thing about it is that i've been able to talk to a couple people so they're down they like the idea so um we're we're just about getting started and hopefully it'll be out there soon and i would like to have you on it for sure (laughs) yeah no i was just gonna say i'd love to be a guest i don't get often invited to podcasts um just uh like with my network and just like uh what everyone's like creative priorities are but the fact that you have one in development uh it's it'd be an honor for sure just let me know uh is it going to be in person or is it virtual um in person nice awesome well you're in toronto right so we'll be uh we'll be reaching (laughs) so awesome yeah keep me updated that'd be a a lot of fun for sure and i'll hopefully have better stories to tell and more projects to uh share with you guys um when that time comes looking forward Um, to it thank you sir yeah same as well um, so I want to know now as a director, like as a film director myself, right, I'm regularly intrigued by storytelling and the creative uh, intuitions involved with crafting them, right? Um, it, they're very unique in who's developing the project, um, how and a director would approach a uh, certain subject matter. I want to, I know it's from your Instagram profile bio that you've decided to direct a short film called uh, Stevie Was Here Too. And I believe you were mentioning this earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the, you know what I mean? You're your uh, magnum opus so far, right? Like the, the <laughs> yeah. one that you've been working towards, I guess. Um, the one that burnt you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to know with this film, like what is the premise of the story and why did you decide to make it a silent film? Yeah. Um, the premise of the story is about um, an international student who arrives in Canada for the first time. Yeah. On his way, on his way home, he decides to detour because he sees how beautiful the city is. Got it. In, in the in the process of detouring, he finds himself in a predicament of chasing a bum after his back. So it's like it's a com- it's a comedy short film okay. where he finds himself in a repeated cycle of chasing the bum after his back because the bum finds his bag and 
you know yeah <laughs> because of his distraction he's just having fun and he just leaves his back somewhere that you know <laughs> at least yeah it unravels a sequence of events right exactly yeah and um why it's a silent film um because this was um the requirement for us to in um in our final year the production class like we had to do a silent film because this was our um like our first time actually producing a, a, a movie right and to get the audios and stuff might be a little too overwhelming for the first time right so make it um to make it quite simple to be able to produce a movie one of the requirements was to make it silent okay yeah so this was based on a criteria for uh exactly for the school oh they actually wanted to challenge you okay exactly so it wasn't out of necessity because you didn't have the sound equipment or sound apart like this was something that the rubric uh was asking of you okay absolutely perfect absolutely. great yeah. well that's very interesting because uh what i admire about your story is um it reminds me of my filmmaking days um uh, in the in, earlier in my career when i did it out of necessity <laughs> where I didn't, yeah. have sound, I didn't have a sound department. I didn't have anyone I knew that could be a sound recorder. So I had to tell me, use music to dictate the story. Um, yeah. But I pride myself with that, uh, you know, challenge as probably you do as well, because um, it makes you tell story, uh, your, your film from a visual perspective, because that's what Absolutely. film is meant to be seen as um, right. It's a, it's a visual medium. Um, yeah. And I believe like Alfred Hitchcock, one of the great filmmakers actually said, if you can tell a film, Actually, you know, he said something like, I'm paraphrasing here, but challenge yourself as a filmmaker by turning off the audio, like all the dialogue, even the music, and see if like your story makes sense without uh, hearing anything, like just watching it from a visual perspective. And he's right, right? Like if you watch your films and you just see it from a visual perspective, if you can follow the story, uh, that's when you know you've made an impactful film. And then the music and the dialogue and all the sound effects and all those intricacies that you add to the, the, to the, the content um the presentation the the picture i mean elevate it right elevate it to to yeah. another level right so that's really interesting actually that it was uh the school that Absolutely. thought of that uh to make it a silent yeah. film because you would think that's an irrelevant genre uh, in this day and age right like no one's going to care yeah. about a silent film but um credit to the school for doing that what school are you attending by the way yeah um toronto film school oh okay toronto film school yeah. awesome so you probably know a lot of people uh, that I know, like Sam Mapaduran. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I was yeah, saying, yeah he's, he's a good friend of mine. And Q6, yep. you know Q6? Q6, no. No, Ava Corley Meyer? Ava, no. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I probably know them by faces, but. but yeah, yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah. But it's amazing how what I'm saying, a, a small world it is, right? Like a, a, the community exactly. we all share. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is, right? We have to like develop us artists. Um, Toronto, uh, side note, like, Growing up, man, I don't know if you remember, like, it was not like a filmmaking capital, like it wasn't no. uh, a hub at all. Like, yeah, people don't get me wrong. Like there was like, I think the Americans like studios would shoot here and there, like you would hear things like, oh, I think this was shot. But the fact that we're trying, like there's people like us, like run and gun indie filmmakers, like trying to make it, yeah. um, I, it was unheard of in those days. Right. So that's why I'm sure you've gotten the backlash or you've gotten the pushback uh when you started telling your family or people close to you i want to be a absolutely right because <laughs> it's this isn't la where we're where we're talking we're, we're dreamers right it's very business exactly. right so i'm really happy about that um now what challenges did you encounter making this project and is there anything you would do differently when approaching your next film yeah um some of the challenges um like i said was it was for the first start it was more more internal Okay. The fear, the doubts, the confusion, right, and that kind of postponed on a lot of things. 
okay. procrastinate. Let me, yeah, I made me procrastinate on a lot of things. I had to break myself out of those mental um, state of mind, that fear, that confusion, and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to do whatever I can, but I'm going to make sure I get this done. So Got it. that was the first part of it. The second part of it, the external part, was when things didn't go according to plan. Let's say securing a venue and then um, the manager that was supposed to be there is not there. And another manager doesn't know that you're supposed to be here. And then it's like, it, it just takes a lot of time, you know, till you get the right yeah. person. You know what I, I mean? I got you, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when actors also like, call off like maybe they're sick or something happens you know just because of that continuity one of the challenges definitely was continuity but yeah. i think that i was able to get through that because um what happened was because i didn't know any better mm -hmm. i casted like about 12 to 15 people but oh my god they were all supportive I mean, they were right. all supportive I really committed to the project them. yeah yeah exactly yeah um there was even a point where um, it was about to rain, like the last day to get that shot um, for continuity purposes. Okay. It was about to rain like heavily. And I was like, oh, man, if I don't get them, you know, like I might not get the shot needed for this, like to make it make sense. And so I was like, you know, should I ask them? And I decided to just ask and they were all on board. They were like, yeah, we're gonna go with you through the rain, get this, get this done i'm like wow you know so i must like i really want to express my my appreciation to each and everyone that was part of the movie that made it happen 100%. Um, also like the, the other thing was we had a six minute time range okay so certain um things that i had um certain footages that i have i couldn't put it in there to make the story make sense as i really wanted to got it got but it. i'm going to like put all those pieces in there so that people really get the full picture of what the story really means you know oh i got you oh you're saying like you had external assets that you weren't considering putting in like photos I, and things okay got yeah. it yeah man it's it, it yeah it's a process i can i can see why you you burnt out right um because it's all too, all too familiar um what <laughs> i experienced as well like there, it, it's a grind and Imagine like, you know, we're indie filmmakers, so we do a lot of the bulk of it ourselves, right? As you develop as a director, you have a team, um, not that they take on all the priorities or the responsibilities, but uh, they at least alleviate some of the weight. Um, yeah. And that's something that I experienced, like the festival that I recently attended, I had my film screen. Um, I was explaining at the Q&A, like just looking back as I did the film a year ago, Lady of the Night, mm -hmm. uh, to literally around this time. Um, I just like in a year how much I progress as a filmmaker, like the fact that I've now uh, worked with a DP and I just realized like the importance of having a cinematographer on set that can uh, delegate, um, help me delegate, I mean, uh, certain shots and framings while I can focus more on the actors or like the overall production as a whole. It's so yeah. vital, right? But again, Absolutely. this is, a, the, yeah. And this is what I mean by like necessity is as you're grinding, as you're developing, yeah, in hindsight, you look back and say, yeah, I should have done this and that. But in the moment, let's be honest, man, like, as a director, I'm sure you have the same struggle. Like not a lot of people, you have to kind of develop and that trust um, and that network. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to, yeah. like people think about it are like dedicating their days, 16, 18 hour days, all day sometimes just to work with you because they trust your vision. That's a huge yeah, ask. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, exactly. So th that's something that every filmmaker should acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
Um, so I want to know, like, what stories do you desire to tell in the future? And how would you like for the audience to remember your contribution to cinema, Chris? Um, I'd like to tell, like, um, stories that empower diverse um, communities, especially the minorities. Like okay. Strong, strong um, BIPOC lead stories, okay. BIPOC narratives. Me personally, I would want to focus on the black community, but I'm still open to focusing on other other communities as well and helping that, like especially within Toronto, because Toronto is like one of the emerging like film industries in the world. And like we need to put ourselves on the map, you know, when it right, comes right. To yeah, filmmaking. I mean, yeah. we're there, but there's more opportunity for growth, you know, to expand and open up the market, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, how would you like people to know, like, remember you? Like, are there certain stories that you want to tell, like certain characters of history that you want to kind of capture? Because you were mentioning like biopics, you're saying you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there any, yeah, is there any character in history that inspires you, that resonated with you and you would like to resonate for the audience or leave a lasting impact? Yeah. There, were, there are stories, there are like cultural stories from where I'm from. So I'm from Ghana, right? Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, how, a lot of these, like the transatlantic slave trade and like all right, this, right. a lot of them come from Ghana, from the West Coast of Africa, right? Ghana, Nigeria, you know, and before that, there are history, there's stories to be told before the transatlantic slave trade, right? Like stories of Nansa Musa, or there was a queen, um, um, a queen in Ghana who fought off um, some of these colonizers, you know, and like, there's so much stories to be told, right? There's so right. much heroes within, um, throughout histories, like to be told, like, just like the Viking, the Viking yeah. story. Yeah. We had people play to tell stories of um, historical figures like Ragnar Lothbrok, right? And when you watch it, you get inspired by the things, the sacrifices, the decisions he made, right? That right. character arc. And I want to, I want to have people like journey on that. Got it. Yeah. On that story with the character, those, those moments, what they contributed, how they fought, you know, what took place, you know, that would inspire and empower our community. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a noble cause. Right. Um, and that's something that as filmmakers, what sets us apart from like someone that just cares about making movies and, and there's those that care about making films. Yeah. So I think you and I see eye to eye about that is we want to tell stories that uh, leave, leave something with the audience, you know, um, whether it inspires them, whether it uh, touches them, um, leave something poignant uh, for them to be uh, learned from. And yeah. yeah, that's something that I kind of like realize with film nowadays. It's like, you know, there's a lot of content, like crazy amount of content. Um, but I find it less and less. There are stories that really like move me or like, um, resonate with me you know what I mean like I, I don't know if it's like an overload of information or I'm becoming desensitized but I that's why I ask you this is because like are we the next generation you know what I mean it's like yeah. we're roughly probably the same age we're in our 20s um so we got to uh think about these things like how do we save or how do we revolutionize cinema for the better Absolutely. Um, yeah man so really really admire um that cause and uh I, I support it um I think you'll do exceptionally well uh, we just got to help each other get out of that burnout phase because I definitely know what that 
what that's like, brother. But you're also yeah. uh, in, in school still, right? You, like you said, you have other responsibilities. So don't beat yourself up too much. Uh, that's advice yeah. I could give to you, man. Like Thanks, focus man. on school. Thanks, yeah. Man. Yeah. Focus on school. You know, you got to work. Um, and sometimes those breaks are needed, right? Because when you come back, yeah. you come back even stronger, right? Um, you develop the material in the meantime. So thank you, Chris, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for thank sharing you for your story, me, your journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, man. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you sharing uh, your journey and um, your insights. Uh, as a film director and uh, I really find it commendable that you transition from an actor to a film director because not a lot of people would do that um, they would like, like yeah they, they, they get comfortable right in their roles but now you have a you know um, a sense of everything on set um, and yeah looking forward to uh, the more work that you create so thank you again Chris for coming on the podcast thank you again everybody for listening and we'll talk soon